Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Straight to run. Skips out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Cuts back at the 45. Running from 40 down the middle. 35, 30. Straighter to go. 25, 20, 15, 10. Five and in. Garrett Schrader. A blur. Up ahead to Buddy. A foot fake. A three. He's got it. And the Orange are up a half dozen. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps up. Pop pass up in the middle. Parker's got it. Ruby run. 15, 10. Hit. Hit in. Bernard's touchdown. Up ahead, it's Jimmy Beheim before the defense is set. He lets it rip. Book it for Jimmy. Snap back. Trader hit on the release. Ball's down the seam left. Alfred reaches up. He's got it. He's into the end zone. He's off the Never Never Land. Oh, my. Benny Williams up in the air. Blocking a shot in the next week. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. Live from the Adirondack Bank Center in Utica, New York. It's Double Down on QSportsTalk.com and, of course, on the airwaves on ESPN Radio. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be with you on a Thursday. It's a little nerve-wracking because it's the part of the year where you start to realize that these college football games are dropping by the day. And it's that time of the year where you're like, all right, yeah, we get bowl games. Yeah, we get championships. But pretty soon, there's only going to be like two games in the four o'clock window on red zone in the NFL. And it's getting a little nerve wracking. I'm a little bit nervous, but still a fun week to gamble. What's up? I'm Michael Lear. Tommy Hogan here too. Tommy, I missed you, buddy. Yeah, Mike, you uh, you ditched us. You're this big J. You've got you're the voice of the Utica comments. You then come on the show and you, you do that. You guys couldn't win 17 in a row. You guys are soft. No, What's going on there? 16 and one though. 16 and one. Pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. Win 17 in a row Best and then talk to me. Start in American Hockey League history. Wait, actually, there's a sign in the. Hang on. If you're watching on QSportsTalk.com, I just moved this out of the frame, but I guess it will put it back in the frame. Breaking AHL records. It was the thing that got shown on our. Uh, our video board the other day. Only impressed with seventeen and zero. Sixteen and one's nothing. Oh, you you lost once. Congrats. Come come talk to me when you're seventeen and zero. How about that? We broke the record for the most consecutive wins. Don't to start care. Year. Don't care. Why not? So when would you have been happy? Seventeen and zero. I didn't, I don't know if you've heard me say that. Seventeen so and zero. Like, if we were eighteen and one. Correct. If we lost the 18th game, would you have cared if we were 17 and one? You'd be like, all right, nice. Yes. You were 17 and 0. Yep. Okay. 17 and 0 is my standard. If you hit that, then I'll <laughs> then I'll be happy. Come talk to me when you're 17 and 0. All right. You know what? I will. I will talk to the let guys the fellas going into know. next season. Yeah. Let the fellows yeah, know. Next season. I'll see. I'll see what they can do. How was the show yesterday, man? Show was good. We had James Zuban to talk about swimming with the pigs in the Bahamas, and then him getting a big J seat while I got to go sit in the nosebleeds yesterday. Uh, but no, it was good. We had a little technical issues there, so we had him over the phone. That's all right. We didn't get to see his tan on QSportsTalk.com. What are you going to do? The Big J leaves and uh, everything goes down the drain. That's usually what happens, right? Hey, I, I I don't keep anything together, man. I'm just here to have fun. I'm just a complimentary piece to yes. everything you provide. Um, if you're just joining well us, today's show is going to be fun. We're going to start off with a little Q's Hoops, then roll into our college football board championship week. So we got a bunch of very fun college football picks. I meant to look this up before the show, but I was wondering when the last time a CAA championship mattered at all in college football. Um so that'll be an interesting nugget if we can try to find that by the end of the show. Then we have our NFL board. Um, big What's week CAA? In the NFL too. What's CAA? 
the uh, Colonial Athletic Conference or okay. Association. Who's playing in that game? Um, you lost me there. We'll get to it a little bit later. All right. Um, anyways, um, then we'll get our NFL board, then our six-pack, our best stuff. Um, and, yeah, that's the story right now. But um, Syracuse basketball, I know you and Jordan probably talked about it yesterday. You said the most fun, or what did you say, the second best game you've ever been to in person. And the one thing that I was going to text you back, but I think this is interesting, it could have been probably the most heartbreaking loss you've ever witnessed in person in that going into that first overtime. Like the, the end of regulation was so scary that that could have been a very, very heartbreaking loss. It was the hardest. Obviously, I've only done this now, what? A couple games now, sitting in the Big J seats. It's the, my hardest challenge of holding back while sitting on Big J row, nosebleed row, however you want to call it for that game. But yeah, I was doing a lot of like kind of just like leaning back. Like you can't clap, you can't you can't have a reaction. So I was doing my best to contain myself. It's kind of tough. But I don't know. I was at not to brag, I was at that Cleveland State game where the guy hit a three quarters court shot. That's the quietest I've ever seen the carrier dome. But also that's such a fluke. Does that count as a heartbreaking loss? I don't know. Um, but it would have been tough. I mean, you can't blow the 18 point lead they had early in the second half, you can't blow the even the four point lead that you have when Indiana's or three point. If you follow up three, you don't see that play done very often where they're able to get the free throw. Talked about with Jordan, don't understand why Benny Williams was the guy to block out one of the best big men in the country. But so who sh- you should have had Frank in there? Like who should have been in there without Jesse? I would have per- preferred Frank, and I would have preferred having Jimmy Bayham. I think Jimmy Bayham's a better rebounder than Benny, but he went with the guy that can jump better. So I guess I understand. Do you think that you think Coach Bayheim like once that was set up was like oh god like you know how if you or I guess you weren't watching when you're watching on ESPN the broadcasters were like Benny Williams could get bullied here. They pretty much predicted yeah. what happened. Do you think Coach Bayheim was looking on like, I probably should have made a substitution 30 seconds ago? No, 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 because he made that substitution for that specific play. He called. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. He That's made it. that substitution at the free throw line. So that was his decision. It wasn't Benny's in the game. We got to go with Benny here. It was, I'm putting Benny in to block out Trace Jackson Davis. So if you want to put Benny in the game on the other side, not with Trace Jackson Davis, then I'm okay with that. Because I think Jimmy would have been better at, at doing it. I, th- I think Trace Jackson Davis knew he had a freshman blocking him out, knows that he's been in the game. Is he a sophomore or junior? I'm not sure. But he's not a freshman. So he knew. He I think he played a little veteran move on him, held him down, whether that was an elbow on top of his shoulder, whether that was holding him uh, around the arm, whether that was grabbing his wrist to hold him down so he couldn't jump. I but stuff that on. happens on every rebound, like ever, you know, like it's you, you obviously get a little amplified. dirty with it when it's when the game's on the line. You, you go the extra mile, but and I dare think the that they get, you get dirty with it. You get dirty with it every time. It's just people notice, and there's a little bit more scrutiny. Nobody really cares on a rebound that doesn't affect the game like that. Like that was probably, you know, I mean, it will be one of the biggest rebounds. Like if they lost, it would have been one of the biggest rebounds of the season overall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but regardless, I mean, the win they needed to put them back in a good spot. Like if they were, if they had lost what it would have been four out of five. Right. And then that heartbreaker to, uh, to Indiana at home before going playing Florida state this weekend, that would have been brutal. So I think it's awesome that they are in a really good spot going into the week, not a really good spot, but a pretty good spot going into the weekend. And, um, 
Compared to the alternative, Not, sure is. Yeah, compared to the alternative, absolutely. Um, I can't find the Florida State line yet anywhere. It's not on action. It's not on Sportsbook Review or anywhere. Um, but we'll have a pick for that, of course. And it's wild that we're already at a point where Syracuse is playing an ACC team. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple non-conference games after it, so it's just kind of an out-of-place ACC game. I'm not sure why. But it'll be interesting. Florida State struggled to start the year. They're a really deep team. They're a team that will get up in your grill and will full-court press you the rest of the way. So get ready for that, Syracuse fans. That should be a lot of fun. Maybe they did find a solution (laughs) because, and I asked Joe Girard this after the game, not a big deal. I sit on media row. I'm able to go into the locker room after the games, ask guys questions. Tell them where you sit. Where do you sit? Well, Mike, I'm not sure if you heard this story, actually. So I I said I... I told you I sat in the nosebleeds, but I go over to where I usually sit, and there's a bag covering up half of the note card, but that half of the note card that it's exposed says Tommy on it. Like, oh, awesome. They did give me my seat. So I walk up, move the bag over to the right. Not my last name. Not Q Sports Talk. Orlando Magic. Ah, I'm going to move oh. that bag back on that note card. I'll go to the nosebleeds because that's where I'm going. There's some scouts here today. Yeah. So you moved an Orlando Magic scout bag. It was you yeah. touched a guy's bag with a guy. Was, he put, yeah, there was a guy sitting right next to it, a scout of another team who watched me do the whole thing. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, and moved the bag back out of tuck oh. my towel between my legs and go back over to the corner and and sit with all everybody else over there in the corner where you could only see waist up on the close on that half of the court and you're watching the big screen on the other half of the court. It was fun. I had a, I had a grand old time during the game. I did. I'm, I'm Wait, but you're so when you say nosebleeds, you're talking like just that that like two or three tables in the corner, right? Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's you're the not like in the, You're not. But it's the nosebleeds for media row. You weren't actually up in like where we used to call games to practice. I'd argue those may be better than the Big J nosebleeds, Mike. Wow. You can actually I mean, you see the game sit, from the actual nosebleeds. You could just sit up there. I may have to. Wow, that'd be a hilarious protest. Or start bringing a chair. Maybe we should get you like for Christmas. We'll get you like a portable folding chair, and we'll and then take a picture of the media row like signage on the tables. We'll just make you a different one that says Tommy Hogan Q Sports Talk. Put it over like on the corner of the table and bring a little chair or like a beanbag and just set yourself up on the side there. Yeah. That would be cool. Let's go sit over at the couch where they have those fans. They pick like two fans or a family. They go sit over oh, the yeah, couch. The, I'll go sit over with the family. I, I forget what that's called. I forget Joe's what it's called, here. too. You're, you're out of the orange, dude. You should know that. I feel like you had to go interact. <laughs> yes. with, speaking of Otto, he I was know, up I in my grill. I, want, I thought about texting you this, Mike. Otto, for some reason, seemed to be up in my grill for a lot of the game. Came over, like, trying to get... The mascot's not normally trying to get the media section riled up. So I was... I, I'll ask you now, did you put in a little plant here for your uh, your auto buddies to go over and, and get your boy? I'll be honest, I don't know most of the okay. uh, most of the team right now. So no, I did first of all, I did not. Um, if it were like if you flash back to 2016, I it, I would have been something I would do. Yes. Like I used to go up to the AER kids who were calling the game and screw with them. Like maybe just as much as Otto usually does, but maybe a little bit more. And they still have no idea, obviously, who it is. Like it's just in your head. They probably like, hated you, you that guys, too. Oh yeah, because you know they're <laughs> locked in, right? Yeah, they're like they're J's, like, dude. yeah, they're huge J's. Capital um, J's. And I, uh, but like you guys at the dining hall and stuff, 
Like I used to come up to, if I saw anybody I knew, I think there was Sean Robson who's been on the show. I think I saw him at the dining hall once and I like sat with him and put my feet up on the table and like really got into it because you know them. But even then, no one's going to think like, oh, Otto knows me. They're just going to be like, oh, Otto's just screwing with me yeah. because that's what Otto does. Um, so no, I did not put Otto up to anything. Okay. Um, did do an interview with a Syracuse kid though yesterday about being Otto, not to brag. Oh, all right. Very yeah, cool. The other thing I wanted to let you know about, Mike, while you were gone. Wow, there's a lot of nuggets, dude. You don't yeah. have this many nuggets throughout one full show usually. Yeah. No, I've got nuggets galore over here. Sack of nuggets. It's like a McDonald's drive-thru. Bingo. Um, the odometer. Not only is the Sick. odometer undefeated 1-0, I don't know if you – I don't think you got on that train. When, I saw, when, when you saw that, you should have flipped your pick because I know that you had Indiana before that. You should have flipped your pick, but that's on you. So yeah, there's no there's no flipping picks. I what could have no flipping picks. If there, of course you can't, there is. You can't make no. You can't make a pick on the show and then take the pick back. I think what you could do is like get it on the record. You, of course you can. Tweet it yes, out. But what? No. Here's the deal. When you make a pick, you bet and you lock your bet in. If the line changes, if I bet on the Green Bay Packers this week and Aaron Rodgers tears his ACL in practice tomorrow, I still have that Rodgers pick. But what I could have done is I could have like bet Syracuse money line two units to try to, you know, overcome it. You can't take picks back. It's just like if I put a bet in, if I go to Turning Stone and place a bet, I can't go back and be like, oh, I changed my mind. My odometer said something. Mm. So I just want to make sure that's clear. But you're right. The odometer, honestly, very sick. Very, very cool. Thank you. Brent X, I hope you're listening on your way home right now. That guy had wanted nothing to do with my odometer. He didn't believe it in one bit. And not only is the odometer undefeated, Mike, but I'm undefeated since the odometer. I'm 4-0 in picks since the odometer. Let's go. Yeah, red hot. Let's go. I do. So I heard what you were saying on the show yesterday. If anyone didn't know the odometer thing, basically yesterday, Tommy's odometer had two 44s in it. The day of, picture yeah, the, day of yeah, the Indiana game. The day game. of the game. Yeah. But Tommy, so I heard what you're saying about the whole trip to Villanova and all that stuff and like playing the odometer. The reason the odometer worked is because it's fate. Fate worked out for you. Yeah. You didn't control it. Like, it's not like you wore a 44 shirt, looked in the mirror, and then said, hey, the odometer or the the, uh, the number 44 popped up. So I think you just wait for the signs of fate instead of forcing fate doing the whole make it exactly 178 miles or whatever it is to the train station. But that's just my opinion. Okay. No, I think you're right. I was kind of just trying to do the math to see if, it will time out perfectly where on the way to the train station that I will be taking into the city for the Villanova game on the day of the Villanova game. Will I then see four, 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 four. So we'll see William Matar shout out. We'll see. I don't know. I'm hoping because I would 100% pick Syracuse money line. If that's the case. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I dig that. Um, we're going to step aside real quick, come back, do some college football stuff, um, but continue the party on QSportsTalk.com. We'll be with you in a bit on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. All right, welcome back. It's Double Down on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN 
Radio. Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan here with you, ready to roll for a little college football action. Guys in the chat, big week of college football. And obviously after this, it's going to be mostly bowl games or all bowl games, really. And um, so throw some picks in there and we'll get them on the air. If you have a pick and you're watching on QSportsTalk.com, give it now. We're considering it a locked-in pick for our fans and we will put our fans, our listeners, They're and we fans. will put their pick on the air. Um Tommy, I have a Michael Lear Vendetta pick of the year that mm. I'm excited for. I think you'd be excited about. Oh, yeah. But want to start with the big the big kahuna? Want to start with the SEC championship in Georgia and Alabama? Wow, you're starting out hot. I was going to go the other way, but we'll start out hot. Yeah, I'm good with that. Do you want me to go or you yeah. rip it? Yeah, let's uh, you go ahead. I, I, I have a pretty simple take on it, so I'm going to let you go with the whatever, whatever you got. Okay. So Georgia is six and a half point favorite. It's in Atlanta where the Atlanta Falcons play. SEC Championship against Alabama. Alabama needs this game, Mike. They need it to make the college football playoff. They lose, they're done. Georgia, if they lose, they're in the college football playoff. They're in it win or lose. Now, they would go from the one to the four seed if they lose, but no matter what, Georgia will be playing for the national championship. Nick Saban, with his back against the wall, think I like that, Mike. I know Georgia's been the best team in the country. I know they have one of the best defenses in college football history. They have given up less than half the amount of points as the second best defense in the country has this year, and that's Clemson. Unbelievable. They've been more than twice as good as the second best defense in the country this season. So give me Bama plus six and a half, and therefore give me Georgia minus six and a half. I was wondering if you were still going to mush yourself. Yes, we are. Yes, okay, we are. Because I've been good doing it. So I'm sticking with it, Mike. Just till the end of football season, probably. That's when that will die. Exactly. Yeah. College football right. and, and NFL have been terrible. College basketball, I've, I'm seven and one. So we're, we're riding out what I actually think That's in cool. college. Yeah. Um, all right. So again, similar to your point, I just don't think that you can look at Nick Saban as a six and a half, like with that six and a half number against him and think that there's any chance that he doesn't cover. I think he'll definitely cover that. I think Alabama could win this game. And it's literally the Saban effect. Like, I know how good Georgia is. I get it. We've been watching them all year. Every time you pick against them, you're like, I am a moron. Every time you pick them, they don't cover by like one or two points. And you're like, wow, this just sucks. Um, At least that's a personal issue. That's how it's gone with me this year at Georgia. But... I just don't think you can count on Saban to cover six and a half. They could win the game outright. They could lose by three. Either way, that's way too many points. It's the it's the same thing that's happening with the Cincinnati line this this week, where like there's so much national attention for a team that they're just not accounting for the little things that keep the teams equal. There are two top four teams in the country, and to have the line be almost a touchdown, I think is too much for me. So I'm taking Alabama plus six and a half. Yeah, I don't blame you. I would. I'm in that same boat. That's how I feel, and that's why I'm going with Georgia. But Nick Saban, I'm <laughs> going. It. It's more Nick Saban back against the wall. He knows he needs this to get in the college football playoff, and he's going to find a way more times than not. CBW in the QSportsTalk.com chat says the Georgia quarterback scares me, and Alabama's yeah. O line can't block anyone. I think, like, I think especially with what you look at with the Iron Bowl, Alabama struggles at Auburn. It's just a thing that happens all the time. So I don't want to take too much out of that iron bowl and translate it into this game. It's a different game. It's a different scheme. Saban's obviously been watching Georgia all year. So, um, 
yeah, I like Bama to cover there. My next game, I'll jump. Oh, go ahead, Tom. You have something well, else? Well, I was going to say, Alabama mainly need three touchdowns to win this game, and that would would be a quarter of the points that Georgia's given up all season. Yeah, that's crazy. You're up 88 <laughs> points this season. That's, a, that's good math and also just crazy. Um, all right, now for the Michael Lear Vendetta pick of the year. Tommy Hogan's been very good at shoving it in the faces of people who don't like Syracuse football. I try. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I was looking at the Wake Forest pit game, and I literally thought in my head, I was like, this is going to be a sick game. Could be really cool. Sam Hartman, Kenny Pickett, who's going to be the better quarterback in the game? Which offense is going to light it up more? You look at the totally like 72 and a half. You're like, man, it'd be so fun to bet the over here. Just watch it and hope that they just absolutely light it up. And then I realized, screw these guys. Screw Wake Forest. Screw Pittsburgh. Look what Pitt just did to Syracuse. Love that energy. 31-14. They covered as 11 and a half point favorites. They shoved it in our faces and we both picked them. Give me the under. Under 72 and a half. Just give me both of these offenses putting up a stinker. When the ACC finally has teams on center stage that's not Clemson, when it's finally two teams, it's like, oh, wow, Pitt and Wake Forest. I heard these teams are good. I haven't watched an ACC game all year. Just blow it up for everybody. Absolutely suck offensively. Taking the vendetta pick of under 72 and a half. Mike, that's so beautiful. I want to add it to my board. Preach, Let's brother. Let's go. Well done. We're back. Yeah, that was fa- that was fantastic. I'm jealous I didn't right. think of it. I do have a pick for it, though, too. So I'll give my pick on okay. it. Pitt, third worst passing defense in the ACC. That's 19th worst in all of college football. For that reason, I like Sam Hartman. Good passing offense at Wake Forest. And for that reason, give me Pitt, minus three. Kev from Liverpool has Pitt and the over. Um, so, Kev, I- I'm with you. Like... I don't think the total is necessarily the wrong line. I, I hope that's the luck pick. for everyone betting it, but it's a vendetta pick. Yeah. I, I gave the explanation. It's yeah. it's purely emotional, um, and I'm happy to do it. Uh, you got another one? I do, and I've got a really good nugget on the MAC championship, Mike. Ooh. Five straight underdogs have covered in the MAC championship. Doesn't surprise me at all. Three straight outright wins from underdogs in the MAC championship. I'm not going to flip this one, Mike. I'm going to ride out the trend. Give me Northern Illinois plus three against uh, the fighting Sean Lewis's, our friend here at Syracuse and Kent State. Give me Northern Illinois plus three. So, therefore, give you nope. Kent State minus three. No, nope. if you listen to the show, it's a good show. I think you, I would recommend listening to it. I said I'm not going to flip on this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride oh. out the trend. I believe in the trend here. I believe in that stat. So, give me the underdog in the MAC championship. Okay, sorry, my bad. I, I, I did not listen. It's a good to show. Game. I was writing, writing our picks down. This is Double Down, by the way, the sure good is. show you're listening to. This is a great show yes. on ESPN Radio, but it's also on QSportsTalk.com. You get to see where the magic happens at the Adirondack Bank Center. Also, I'm putting on this sweet hat that we found today. It's old colors, but it's a rocking hat. Um, you sure it's the old colors too, dude. No, this is Utica City FC. Uh, Thank you for the promo, Tommy. Utica City Football Club. They begin the season this Sunday at the Adirondack Bank Center. Very, very fun. I will be slugging beers, running around the field with a flag, microphone in hand, literally no holds bars. I can do whatever I want. That's the whole shtick. Are you the Um, mascot? No, no, we have a mascot. (laughs) I'm literally Michael. I will be chugging beers, running around with a drum, just being a moron every UCFC home game. You got to come check it out. Ronaldo playing? Um, Ronaldinho. What about Lionel Messi? 
No, Lionel Messi. Ronaldinho. Green Benzema. Yellowback. They just slived Slav. Oh, I, good thing I'm not the broadcaster. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Slav. Zlatan. Ibrahimovic. I think. I, I butchered that for sure. Um. Anyways. Luis Suarez. Also, uh, no, but dude, we have Ronaldinho on the field. Gotcha. Neymar. Ronaldinho is playing for us. Nate Bordeaux. Former Syracuse University player Ryan Hall is the head coach. David De Gea. Former Syracuse University goaltender, goalkeeper Andrew Coughlin is our goalie. So a lot of good things coming for UCFC. You're rifling off soccer players. I didn't know you you were a foot a football connoisseur. Football. Buffon in goal for you guys? Football. Huh? Buffon, is he in goal for you guys, uh, the Utica FC? Gian so, Luigi? the AAC championship game, yep. which is what I meant to say earlier, when has an AAC championship game ever mattered as much as the Cincinnati-Houston game? So, you made me look dumb because I asked about CAA and you said you yeah, came misspoke. up with something. I misspoke. Right. I misspoke. I'm sorry. But... When has an AAC championship game ever mattered like this? Never. Honestly, not never because there's only been like nine AAC or yeah, only been like nine AAC championships. Um, but I think this is a really messed up line. Statistically, the two teams are not that different. Obviously, Cincinnati's been great all year, but strength of schedule's been the same for them. Their stats are all like you look at their stats, averages offensively, averages defensively, they all line up pretty similarly. So I think 10 and a half is way too many points for a Cincinnati team that's feeling a ton of pressure. They know if they give the committee any reason not to get them in the playoff, they're screwed. So give me Houston plus 10 and a half just because I think Cincinnati is a little bit tight. They're in a completely new situation and it's going to prove the uh, what is it? USF? Is it USF or UCF who claimed the national championship UCF. a couple years ago? UCF. They're going to prove that like you're, you're not fit to play with the big boys quite yet. So I want to see if they can at least try to hammer it down, but I think the 10.5 line is way too many points. So give me Houston. Mike, this game is at Cincinnati. They've got a home game to determine if they will be playing in the college football playoff. Even that more is pressure. bananas. That environment is going to be insane. Will probably be the the best environment of the conference conference championship weekend. Obviously, all the other games are on a neutral field, and that's why. So I really think the Cincinnati's going to use that energy for themselves. They're going to get going. They're going to blow out Houston, and for that reason, give me Houston plus ten and a half. Let's go, boys! Riding together, on but it's Houston because I hate it. So, but yeah, we were. This is together. double down. On ESPN Radio and Q Sports Talk. Uh, I've got one more pick, but I think I'll save it for QSportsTalk.com. How about you? I've got three more picks, but I'm down to save them. All right. Tommy Hogan's picks. He's got three on QSportsTalk.com. I've got one. Head there. Let's have some fun. But we'll come back with a little NFL action on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. I had a dream, or was it real? We crossed the line, and it was on. We crossed the line, it was on this line. I've been denying how I feel. You've been denying what you want. You want from me, talk to me, baby. I want some satisfaction. Take me to the stars. 
Welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. We got our NFL board for you, but first we're going to rip up the phone lines. Uh, Scooter's going to join us, who's got some picks going into the weekend, but he doesn't. he's not on yet. Scooter, if you're listening, go ahead, give us a call back. We will do our first NFL pick before things get going. Tommy, I'll be honest. I don't know who has first pick. <laughs> Ooh, I went. I, I got two. Do you remember what how you did? I got two. For, I went two for five on on a Monday Night Football prop shop. I got two as well. So let's do uh, rock paper scissors. Oh, this should go well. Ready? Yeah. Rock paper scissors shoot. Paper. Scissors. All right, go first. All right, Q Sports Talk can prove that. That was all legit. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my first pick of the NFL board. I'm going to go. Oh, this is. A, I love this one. Broncos plus 10 against the Chiefs. Mm. It's obviously the Chiefs have been playing better, but like they've won four straight. Their defense is much better, but they're not double digit cover against the Broncos good. They've won just three of their seven games by double digits, and all of those games were close in the second half. So they beat the Eagles, Washington, and the Raiders by double digits, and they were all one-possession games at one point in the second half. So even those games are actually a little bit closer than we think. I think the Chiefs are good, but they're not dominant, great, win by 11 against Denver teams. Um, So I'm taking the Broncos right there, plus 10.5, or plus 10, sorry. Chiefs are back, though, Mike. I'm fine with that. They're gonna win, but they're not gonna cover by they're not gonna cover ten. How about this for you too? Sprinkle Andy Reid coming off a bye, nineteen and three. I don't know if that's against, against the, spread. the spread. I don't or money know. Line. I don't know. That's money line. That stat is straight up. I don't know what it is against the spread. But if he's nineteen and three in the regular season, coming off a bye, he that record can't it's still gonna be good against the spread. All right, that's somewhat true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, Alabama's got a lot of wins, but they don't always cover. Let's head out to Scooter here, Mike. He's back on the line. Scooter, what do you got for tonight? Thursday night football, yeah, Saints-Cowboys. It, yeah, it, it, the, the, the uh, Tony Pollard props uh, kind of intrigued me. I, just, mm. I know what you got him at. I got him at 44 rushing and 18 yards receiving. And I think, basically, I keep hearing now, they kind of want to – Give him more and more carries and be more part of the offense. Uh, you know, he's the most explosive part of the two running backs. Zeke's, Zeke's great between the tackles, but this guy can go the distance every time he touches me. I think I think he even ran the kickoff back for a touchdown against the Raiders on, on Thanksgiving. So I, 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 I'm intrigued with those two props. I, I think they're super low, and especially the receiving. I think they're going to try to get him out in space, and 18 yards seems to be – just one wheel route down the sidelines and 44 yards. I think he's going to get at least 10 to 11 carries. So hopefully, you know, just a couple of three yards over the uh, over that. I think you can actually cash on both of them. Scooter, what do you think? I, Scooter, I thought the same thing, but Jerry Jones came out this week. They had been thinking about resting Zeke because he's a little banged up, but Jerry Jones yeah. came back this week saying that no, he's actually going to get a, even more of the workload this wow. week. They want to really feed Zeke. So I don't know if I love it. I'm seeing. Uh, forty-five and a half for uh, over/under yeah, yeah. rushing yards for for Tony Pollard, who's what been really good. Right. It, it, what do you got for receiving? You still got around eighteen and nineteen. I've only I'm only seeing rushing yards. Okay, I I got him I got him at eighteen. Uh, I think I mean that's just me. I and you know, one thing about him though, he 
he can go the distance. In fact, remember, he remember sure. he had one thirty-four yard uh, run called back last week and a, yep. you know, a suspect hold call. So I, I yeah, we're going to still see. Uh, but I'm surprised with the way Jerry Jones is talking. I'm, I keep hearing rumors that Pollard. There's a lot more people that want Pollard playing, but that's very interesting. Maybe Jones is. What are you paying? Like three million a year? Maybe that's uh, money, your money's talking. Like I'm investing yeah. six years, ninety million. He wants to get his money's worth. Exactly. So that could be a reason there too. Uh, a couple of quick colleges. Uh, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the seventy-two for the, the Pittsburgh game. That's what I love about in-game betting because because that seventy-two is always going to be there. And I, I, and so during during the game, if there's any type of law with that high over under, that over under is going to come down one way or the other. And if you like if you like the seventy two, you're probably going to get it unless they come out and score right off the bat. You're probably going to get that at about sixty five, sixty four during the game. And so that's all about the high high over unders when you're betting during the game. You can usually get you can usually get that a little lower, especially in college basketball. I love high over unders, and then just wait and see if there's a law in scoring. And that over under is going to come down. So it'd be interesting. The other part is, I don't I don't think Alabama can block Georgia. We're going to know in the first five minutes. They couldn't block yeah. Auburn. They couldn't they couldn't block yeah. LSU. So they had the best defensive line in the country to block. Exactly. So now they have to block that, and it's also I assume a home game. It's in Atlanta, right? So, yes, it is in Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. But this is about what Jones says. It might might talk me off the rushing, but I still think he's going to catch a couple of passes out of the backfield. So if you can give him an eighteen nineteen, I think that's a, a good bet. Then I don't hate that. I did want to ask you one more thing, Scooter, before you let you yeah. go. You yeah. liked your Zags against Tarleton State. I believe yeah. earlier this week or maybe last week. I yeah. forget when that game was, and they won that one by the. Skinny hair, yeah, yeah. The edge, yeah. It was close. You know what? The, you know what? The scary part of of, the, of that Monday night. Remember, I gave you Oregon and Montana. And Montana, the over one thirty one. I'm sweating that game, and, and and Oregon's got eighty seven points. You think you think an over under of one thirty one? One team's got eighty seven. Sure. That's that's an easy over. You only have to end up scoring only one hundred and thirty four, and because Montana can put the ball in the ocean. But that was it. That was it. You're right. Um, I think I think I got two the two of the three prop bets on uh, Monday Night Football. I had I had the over okay. on Hinkle, and I had the. Uh, it's interesting. It depends, depends what you got. Uh, I, you know, I, bet, I bet the Russell Wilson over fourteen and a half. I think he ended up with sixteen. So gotcha. I just got that. So it depends. It depends what you got for that. But yeah, um, but that's the first time Gonzaga is uh, hasn't gone over as far as the total of the first half. But the bottom line is, if you bet them the whole year, that's that's the trend. If you go back last year, they, they up and up until they uh, they started making adjustments because they're scoring so many points in the first half. Uh, you you actually won about eight eight nine games in a row. And if you took them actually in the uh, and uh, and and the uh, playoffs and stuff and the uh, tournament stuff, uh, they actually went over every every um, every half. You know, in their in their conference tournament plus the uh, March Madness. So just keep an eye on them until they get up close to eighty. I, I still think it's a good bet. Scooter, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. You're right. He that guy knows the Gonzaga Bulldogs better than anybody else. Brent, uh, Mike calling you Brent. Oh, Brent. Yeah, toss out a little Brent. Me. Brent did you, which is a compliment, by the way. Thank you, Brent. Yeah. Thanks, Brent. All right, let's go back um, to the NFL draft here. You had Chiefs with your idea. first pick. It was no, I had Broncos with my first pick. Good game. show. You should. So listen. no, 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 no. I meant just that game. You had the the Chiefs game. I like Eagles minus seven at the Jets. It's a TikTok game, Mike. Eagles lost mm. on the road against the Giants last week. The Jets covered. They beat the Texans when they were an underdog. 
So give me the Eagles, the team that did not cover last week, minus seven on the road. And because it's a TikTok game, you keep it on your board, right? Bingo. It stays on your board? Yes, correct. Bang, bang. A bang, bang. Bing, bong. Um, all right. I will go to Thursday Night Football. I'll take Dallas minus four and a half. Um, getting CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, they're going to be in there on offense. And oh, I like what, what Jones said about Zeke. I actually didn't know that either. And you helped me just solidify my pick a little bit more. The Saints are hoping to get a little bit out of Kamara and Ingram being back, but uh, no. their offense is... Kamara's out No, tonight. they're not back? No. Kamara's out. All right, so regardless, and even if both those guys were in, their offense... Thank you. I was going to get there. Sure. Their offense is missing bigger pieces than those two, and their offensive woes are not just because they're missing their running backs. They've got a lot of issues on offense, and I just don't think the Saints can score enough to win the game or cover the four-and-a-half-point spread, so give me Dallas. Speaking of running backs that are out right now, Mike, Delvin Cook out with the Minnesota Vikings. They're minus seven at Detroit, also a TikTok game. Minnesota did not cover last week against the Niners. The Lions did cover on Thanksgiving against the Bears. They should have won that game, by the way. I had money line. But give me the Vikings minus seven on the road. Oh, yeah. The Alexander Madison game. Yeah, founding it's, father. It's the Alexander Madison takeover. Founding father. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited about that. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Two shots. Uh, we're going to do the rest of this on QSportsTalk.com. Come back, give you our six-pack. Maybe we'll trickle a couple of NFL picks into there. Uh, but we will see you in a minute on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. You put on your coat. Looking for some easy money? Well, we're going to give you a couple of NFL picks. All my six-pack picks are actually in the NFL. Um, but what we'll do, we got six total picks for you in this segment. Might as well make the first two picks of the six-pack our last two picks of the NFL board. Oh, no, we got six to go. Whatever. I'll just give an NFL pick, not as a six-pack. This is part of our NFL board yes. still. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm teasing them down to minus five against Atlanta. There's just no way Tampa doesn't win this game. Um, I think it's going to be a comfortable win. Their offense is back on track. Their defense should be able to handle a Falcons team that just made a trip to Jacksonville look difficult, which I didn't think anybody could make a trip to Jacksonville look difficult, but they did. Um, so give me the bucks. I'm teasing them down to minus five. All right. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. They're coming off a bye. They're getting Kyler Murray back. They're getting DeAndre Hopkins back. They're playing the bears who are an absolute dumpster fire right now. One on a last second field goal, field goal at Detroit on Thanksgiving day. Give me the Cardinals minus seven and a half and therefore give me the bears. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Almost I was, forgot. I was getting confused. You've made four picks, and only one of them has been a reverse guy. And that was, um, Well, that was my fifth, and that was the first reverse guy. That's what. I, yep, that's another way to say exactly what I just okay. said. <laughs> uh, Steelers plus four and a half against the Ravens. Steelers have been, I think, one of the few things that Lamar Jackson has not figured out in the NFL. He's only completed 57% of his passes and thrown for an average of 95 yards a game against Pittsburgh in his NFL career. 
Steelers coming off a butt whooping. They lost 41 to 10 or, uh, you know, they, they basically handed the Bengals a, a disgusting, disgusting loss. Um, and I think they're in a position to get over 500. So if Pittsburgh can keep things rolling, I like them to, uh, to cover that plus four and a half against Lamar. Mike, the Rams are 13 point favorites at home against the Jags. The Jaguars stink. They're terrible. I know Matthew Stafford all banged up right now. I know OBJ hasn't been able to get on the same page as him yet, and they're really missing Robert Woods. Don't care. Give me the Rams, minus 13. Therefore, give me the Jags, plus 13. Jags, plus 13. All right, six-pack time. Let's buckle up, get some music going. Our best bets here on ESPN Radio. All right, I'm going to go back to the teaser town just to complete the teaser I just started. Tommy picked the Eagles earlier, and I like the Eagles to get teased down to minus one and a half. So I would add that to my teaser with the Bucks. It's a two-team teaser, Bucks minus five, Eagles minus one and a half. Mike, the Knicks are plus two in the garden against the Bulls. Dating back to November 12th, the Knicks have lost every other game. I have a dumb brain. They won their last game. Excuse me. They lost their last game. Therefore, they will win tonight. Give me Nick's money line. Got it. Okay. Follow the trend. Took me a second, but I'm there. Um, my next pick, I'm going to actually ride with Tommy on a, uh, a college football pick. Basically what he actually thinks, not what he actually bet when he uh, took that Iowa plus 11. I'm going to take Michigan minus 11. I think that is a great play. I think it's a very fun play as well. Suns, minus 12 at home against the Pistons. The Suns did not lose in the month of November, Mike. No loss November for the Suns. 17 straight. The Pistons, they're 2-5 and five in the road. Those losses are by an average of 14 points. Give me the best team in the NBA, your Phoenix Suns, minus 12. Wow, love it. Uh, my next pick is going to, or my last pick, I guess, in the six-pack, is going to go back to the NFL. Tommy talked about this game already. Minnesota. Minus seven against Detroit. Minnesota's without Dalvin Cook, but Alexander Mattinson is, he's going to be good. He's been really good when they haven't had Cook. He's seen 20 plus carries in four career games with him out, averaging 108 yards and half a touchdown. He's also caught the ball 19 times for 173 yards and two touchdowns in those contests where Cook was out. So he's capable of having the high end of the workload and being able to really run all over Detroit. Detroit had their Super Bowl tie and congratulations to them, but they're they're not going to win this game. It's not going to be the game they're even close. Minnesota minus seven. Mike, my last pick will go to Thursday Night Football tonight. I mentioned it to you. Tamara out. Ramchek out. Teron Armstead out for the Saints. Taysom Hill, he's making his first start for the Saints. Give me the Cowboys. Minus six and a half. Zeke's supposed to get the workload. Saints all banged up. They've played bad recently. And for that reason, give me the Saints. Plus six and a half at home. <laughs> I can hear how much that one hurt you to say. Yeah, a little bit. But Taysom Hill, nobody's got film on him this year. I don't completely hate it, but you if I were to pick how I feel. Take. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Tommy's favorite point is nobody's got yep. film on him this year. It is probably oh, yeah. your number one point you could ever bring up. Oh, yeah. I love um, it. All right. Well, uh, this was another week. I think uh, yes, it was. the people who weren't a fan of Michael Lear were happy this week. They got to 
skip out on me on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. <laughs> Tommy was happy, but enjoy the weekend. College football's winding down, so soak up the entire Saturday. Um, we'll be back, of course, on Monday with a whole other slate of picks and breaking out a little Q's basketball over the weekend. This was Double Down. Michael and Tommy with you on ESPN Radio.